What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Mentally Gone Daily. Uh, today is Monday, December 12th. Uh, it's currently 5.53 p.m. And I just now sat down after kind of wrestling with myself for a few hours, uh, all day today, if I'm being honest. Wrestling with myself with the idea of sitting down and talking again with you guys. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys understand just how, just how, just how crippling, I guess, the the concept itself of just sitting down and just being vulnerable in front of a microphone um the first two episodes i kind of did it not really expecting anybody to listen or anybody to really tune in and to my surprise um i I was just blown away by the fact that over a thousand people listened to the daily iteration of this podcast sorry i just have like a frog in my throat today uh, over a thousand people listen to the daily iteration of the Mentally Gone podcast, I guess, which is what this is, you know, because obviously we have the the weekly version of it, which is the video video version. And we have the audio only version, which is audio only for the sake of recording and also for the sake of just uh, me being able to be more comfortable and yeah, and just like sit down and not worry about, you know, optics of you know, performing on camera and just being entertaining on camera while also trying to be entertaining in my thought process and my communication. This is not that at all. Um, although I do, I will tend to talk about conspiracies and there are a few that we're going to get into today in just a sec, but I just always like to do a a little bit of housekeeping just at the very beginning, just to, just to set expectations. But my point is this, I've been reading this book, which ironically, I've, I've had this book on my shelf for, I think, about two years now. And I don't know how many of you guys do this, but I'm, I'm the type of person who walks into Barnes & Noble, for example. I love going to Barnes & Noble or to any bookstore. And I'll browse around. I'll like pick up like maybe four copies, like four, like four different books in four different categories sometimes. And I'll sit down at the cafe and then I'll like read through them, like like read the first chapter maybe or the introduction to each one. And then I'll just pick one up and just take it with me. Right. Uh, that occurs actually more more rarely than than I'm remembering now that I start to think of it, because what I actually do is this. I take a picture of the book that I'm interested in and then I see that on Amazon, it's half it's half the price the price why did i say that just now like that but anyways it's half the price of what you know like most retailers sell it for and so i just usually just opt for you know ordering that book on amazon and then it arrives and i never never touch it again like i'll just put it on the shelf and never touch it again so i do that a lot and i have a lot of those books on my shelf right now and so i've been kind of uh committing myself to one book a week which is where I just break down the amount of pages that a book has and then just kind of like spread it across seven days. And I have seven days to finish any book I have on the shelf. And the goal is to finish all of them before I even contemplate buying a new book. But anyways, so I have this book that's been sitting on my shelf. It's called The Obstacle is the Way. It's by Ryan Holiday, who's a you know renowned author. He's, uh, he's very mainstream. Um, but I like him because he just focuses a lot on on the concepts of the philosophy of, of Stoicism. And I've always been kind of um, intrigued by Stoicism just because of 
of just how practical it is and just how how like how well you can apply it to your everyday life because like most philosophies for example if you're gonna read Nietzsche or if you're gonna read Schopenhauer if you're gonna read anything like that uh it's very hard for you to really apply it into your everyday life unless you're an emo kid and you're goth and you just hate the world all the time then it's perfect but then it's one of those cases where a philosophy kind of uh kind of resonates with you and that justifies its it's rem like it remaining in your life and in your day-to-day -day existence if that makes sense versus you encountering a brand new philosophy and it actually you know contributing to changing your life and your output and your outlook on existence and so stoicism has been one of those cases where i've i've already been meditating um every other day i try to do it every day whenever i can but that's another thing that i'm trying to fix but i've been meditating for for like more than three years on and off like every other day um some years it's more scarce uh, other years it's more frequent but i really try to just take up just reserve essentially 30 minutes of my day and so meditation is already kind of an introduction into that philosophy of stoicism and what i'm trying to get to with all of this is that in this book in this particular book that's called the obstacle is the way there's this uh quote that the author ryan holiday uh wrote in the book that goes like this it says that the impediment to action advances action and what stands in the way becomes the way I feel like with this daily version of the podcast, it's going to take a lot of getting used to. It's going to take me, you know, um, accomplishing maybe a hundred plus episodes for me to really, really kind of, kind of settle down to the, to the molds of it, if that makes sense. And right now I'm just kind of like really anxious, even though it's just me right now sitting in the studio with nobody else around me, nobody sitting across from me. Uh, I don't have a live audience, but by the time you listen to this, then I do, in effect, have a live audience. And that's what's kind of creeping me out. Not creeping me out, but kind of like just really freaking me out. Not creeping me out, freaking me out. And I have to get over that. But then what like what I realized with the like with that simple quote is that the obstacle has been this fear, I guess, of judgment, of reception, of how this is going to be received by the general populace and by the by the public, by the listener, by the person listening to this right now, which is you. Um, but then the irony is that by communicating that with you guys right now, the obstacle is becoming the way because it's kind of lending itself to a discussion, to a topic on this thing that I've been kind of holding off from doing or scared of committing to. And I think that that's a great a great concept and a great lesson to kind of apply to every sector of your life, right? Instead of you just dreading and just focusing so much on one thing being the impediment or the reason why you're not successful or the reason why you're not healthy or the, or the reason why you're still single or this and that, you you can kind of like reframe your entire outlook and just how you perceive that thing and you can make it work in your favor and and you can use it to your advantage right um hopefully some of that made sense i don't know i'm just rambling guys uh that's the whole point of this podcast by the way if you haven't picked up on that yet that is essentially what it is and also an another another practical tip 
that I just want to share with everybody that I've been really, really doing lately as of late. Um, I used to be the type of person who would love to structure his whole day out and just plan every single minute, plan my day, like each task, like in between each task would be like a 15 minute interval, uh, 15 minute break. And so I would, you know, like write down, um, read, study, uh, do this for an hour and then take a 15 minute break and then do this and then even time my lunch and my meals and everything. But today I've, I've just, I think I've evolved into, into a person who is just, um, trying, like trying to learn how to be grateful with the things that I do accomplish versus feeling anxious and feeling resentful towards myself for not accomplishing all the things I had planned and, and told or, or, or planned for my future self to accomplish. So again, uh, sorry if I'm not making a lot of sense, but I'll try to just explain this real quick. So instead of making to-do lists, which I know a lot of people do, including myself, like I used to do that a lot, I've been doing things that I've done lists, if that makes sense. So I'll keep a little index card. I'm using a white index card right now. I'm using the backside of it. Uh, I'll just write today's date and then I'll just start like bullet pointing the things that I value and that I feel add value to my life and to my existence and who add that, that add value to myself and to those around me, constructive value. And I'll just start writing them down, like the things that make me feel good about myself and that really bring me peace of mind and just fill my heart. So for example, today I put, um, I walked my dog shadow. Uh, I did intensive podcast research for this week's podcast, this uh, week's main podcast, video podcast, uh, which is going to be released on Wednesday. It's going to be recorded tomorrow. Uh, so, you know, like I just worked all day today, just like reading articles and just getting into a bunch of stuff. <clears throat> into a bunch of stuff to prep for the show. So that kind of gives me ease of mind. It also relaxes me in a sense where I'm not uh, dreading doing a podcast because I, because I don't feel uh, prepared, you know? So I just like shifted it, if that makes sense. So like now I feel extra prepared. I feel extra, extra qualified, I guess, to do that podcast for you guys. Cause I know that that's by far the most popular one, you know? Um, so people really look forward to that and I'm grateful for that opportunity and to be in this position, but at the same time, it comes with its cons, I guess, but it's only a con if you perceive it as a con. And so you always have that ability and that power as a human, as a, as a conscious being to always flip your cons into pros and always view it from an angle that, that, that just basically, diverts from the the first impression of a monstrous undertaking that you were first um, exposed to so then you kind of are able to break down any problems you have or any challenges or any obstacles and i've been really trying to teach myself that and then uh the uh, the the next one is i read a book i i read the allotted amount of pages that i've given myself to read every single day of this week and I also meditated. And now after I'm done with this podcast and with this recording, I'll be able to jot down and write that I was able to record a daily version of the Mentally Gone podcast. And that'll make me feel good, you know, because I accomplished it. So instead of writing it all, 
a day before and planning it out for the whole week and then building up these unrealistic at times expectations I've been doing just taking it one day at a time you know and that's how I kind of want to go into my new years I'm not a big fan of new year's resolutions I don't think they work uh they definitely don't work and I think it's even been scientifically proven through surveys and through just uh group studies or whatever it is um they just don't work so what works is what you do now and it it like it it all goes back to that whole concept of like, oh, like I'll just start my diet on Monday. I'll just start my workouts on Monday. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it later. And it most likely will never get done because of that mindset. It's not because you're um, incapable of doing it. It's just that you're incapable of realizing that your outlook and your approach to that task is what's kind of, kind of really crippling your whole resolve. But yeah, so that was just a quick rant that I just wanted to get across uh, a quick 13 minute rant. Uh, if you're still sticking around, uh, thank you, I guess. And, and I'm surprised that I didn't bore you to bore you to death with my mispronunciations, with my stutterings. I'm just free balling it here, guys. It's not easy, but I am trying. I am trying my best. Uh, today, I just wanted to quickly talk to you guys again about a few things that I saw in the news a uh, few interesting news. The first one, <laughs> the the first one is one of my favorite ones from today's selection, just because of how how it's not necessarily a conspiracy. It well, it is a conspiracy because it's not proven, right? So it's not proven to be factual, and then it becomes a conspiracy. Uh, but the headline reads this: Bill Gates, John Hopkins, and the World Health Organization conducted another pandemic simulation with deadlier virus that targets children. The John Hopkins Center for Health and Security in partnership with the World Health Organization and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation conducted another pandemic tabletop exercise in Brussels, Belgium on October 23rd of this year. Mind you, this is the same like these are the same people behind Event 201 which if you don't know what event 201 was, it was a simulation involving a coordinated global response to a coronavirus that was conducted just months before COVID-19 was declared a global pandemic in early 2020. Here's where it gets crazy. Uh, on the John Hopkins website, you can literally find the following. <clears throat> Event 201 was a three-and-a-half-hour pandemic tabletop exercise that simulated a series of dramatic, scenario-based, facilitated discussions confronting difficult, true-to-life dilemmas associated with response to a hypothetical but scientifically plausible pandemic. Fifteen global business, government, and public health leaders were players in the simulation exercise that highlighted unresolved real-world policy and economic issues that could be solved with sufficient political will, financial investment, and attention now and in the future. That's on their website. And I found that very interesting, right? Because um, they do all these simulations and all these prep like like pre preparatory is that is that how you say it? preparatory preparatory uh endeavors but we all know how that panned out 
it was a disaster in terms of global response to this uh, pandemic. So every country failed, essentially, with the exception of maybe a handful who, uh, like after some time, realized and kind of were able to adjust better to the reality of the pandemic. But a lot of countries just crumbled under pressure and just under fear. So so that just led me to, 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 to like basically question, you know, like what's the point of hosting these simulations, air quotes, uh, if if the goal is to kind of prepare yourself for a pandemic, but I just found it really, 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 uh, really dark, yeah. Uh, to, to to be quite honest with you guys. And all right, so what else we have here? So continuing in the same article, just to add a little bit more of clarity and just context, the exercise was dubbed catastrophic contagion simulated world health organization emergency health advisory board meetings addressing a fictional pandemic that spreads from brazil to the rest of the world and i'm from brazil by the way i was born in brazil and i well i i explained everything in the first episode so if you want to go back to the first episode of mentally gone daily i explain my backstory but yeah i'm brazilian so <laughs> that's one of the reasons why i chose this one too and why it jumped out at me i'm like oh so that's going to be the next scapegoat is going to be is going to be Brazil, which if you think about it, too, Brazil recently had its uh, political. Uh, it, it just be it, it, sorry, guys, I can't speak. It just basically had its recent. Um, oh, my God, I can't fucking speak. Do you guys have those days where you just can't get a, a cohesive thought across? Brazil recently had their uh, presidential election. And they elected a president who leans towards communism, some could say. And so it's just interesting how the first pandemic scapegoat was China. And now the second one is going to be Brazil, maybe. Who knows? But this is just the simulation. You know what I'm saying? Wink, wink. Um, I just found that very convenient. And the fact that now a lot of Brazilians and the whole society is basically divided. So it kind of resembles uh, the United States with the left and the right. Uh, it's very divided. It's very uh, perturbed. It's very disturbed. People are unsatisfied. And and some people are, are, are filled with joy. Um, so it's a perfect time for you to really disrupt the whole system by injecting and just and just and just making an entire country of people culpable for something that will potentially be way worse uh, than the COVID-19 pandemic. And yeah, so that's very interesting. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply it says here in in addition to bill gates 10 current and former health ministers and senior public health officials from senegal rwanda nigeria angola liberia 
Singapore, India, and Germany participated in the, participated in the simulation, which involved pre-recorded news broadcasts, live staff briefings, and moderated discussions. The virus in the simulation, called the enterovirus, has a higher fatality oh my god fatality rate than COVID nineteen and disproportionately affects children and young people. So this is what's interesting is that now they're they're basically reverting what COVID-19 initially was. COVID-19 was a virus that targeted old people. And I think that they realized probably, and this is my conspiracy that I'm just making up on the spot, but they probably realized, oh, not that many people care that much for old people, right? But what would happen, guys, uh, if we targeted young people and children? People love children. Children are the uh, biggest um, biggest class of humans who are the most protected in this world, right? And who are also the most at risk because they're the most vulnerable. And so that's very, very fucked up if you ask me. It's just crazy. And it seems like it's very uh, meticulously thought out. But that's just my conspiracy. That's just me being a crazy guy. Uh-oh. <laughs> um Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, enteroviruses are any of a group of RNA viruses, including those causing polio and hepatitis A, which typically occur in the gastrointestinal tract, uh, sometimes spreading to the central nervous system or other parts of the body. And yeah, guys, I just found that really interesting. I just wanted to quickly share that. Uh, we might talk about this on the next podcast, but the reason I'm just talking about it here real quick is because because of the fact that it, it talks about pandemic and viruses and stuff, it might not be a good move to post it on YouTube, but we might still talk about it and just really get in-depth and, and just include it in the video version. But that will be another benefit of these daily podcasts. Uh, daily versions of the podcast is that you guys will get it first depending on you know like when you listen to this well no, no no so either way right because if we record on tuesdays i'm still going to record these voice only podcasts every day right so it's going to be monday tuesday thursday friday and maybe saturday so it's not every day but maybe saturday so five days out of the week and the reason why it's not going to be on wednesday is because I don't want to oversaturate uh, the podcast platforms with too many releases on a day, especially a podcast. It's already a long form uh, product or piece of content, if you will. So I don't want to have this one try to compete with our main podcast. And so Wednesday is always going to be reserved for the main podcast. But my point being is that whether you listen to this one leading up to the main podcast or after it, you're always going to have first access to just, um, you know, like uh, conspiracy theories that we're contemplating or thinking about or or discussing amongst ourselves. And ourselves, I mean myself and my girlfriend, Gabriella, who's the co-host of the main podcast. Hopefully that made sense. But yeah, my point is, if you listen to this one, that is really just me and you just talking essentially like that's how i imagine it is just us basically at the water cooler which i used as an example in one of the past episodes it's just us shooting the shit and just um yeah just like talking about like yo like did you see that crazy fucking shit yeah man that shit was wild 
and that's it, you know. Um, this is pretty wild too, speaking of wild. Uh, a video is circulating on YouTube that basically shows artificial, that basically shows an artificial womb facility concept unveiled to phase out pregnancy. And this is one of the most mind-blowing things that I've seen. It's called Ecto-Life, and it's basically promoting and trying to normalize the concept of artificial wombs. And if you look at what it's basically depicting in the video, it's almost exactly like that Matrix scene when Neo wakes up and he looks around and he sees that, you know, there are many pods that are connected to this computer it's the same exact thing. And apparently it has to, like, it has something to do with Germany. Um, hold on, guys, because I didn't, I didn't really read the whole article. I said this in a past episode. I'm a notorious uh, headline reader. But uh, let's just see here together. Oh, now I know why it's German. So it is a German-based producer. Uh, it says here, Berlin-based producer Filmmaker and science communicator Hashem Al-Ghali created the Ectolife artificial womb facility model based on current fertility research that he hopes will be in development within years. The facility, which looks like something straight out of the matrix, would involve growing 30,000 babies in growth pods annually. To make the concept less cold, the technology would allow parents to wear VR virtual reality headsets to see things from the baby's point of view or wear a haptic suit to feel the baby kicking. Uh, the reasoning behind such a dystopian and unnatural concept is rooted in the notion that pregnancy is not fun and is even flat out dangerous. Guys, what the fuck is going on here? Holy shit. Oh my God, dude, this is mind blowing. Like, they don't even try to justify it anymore. They're just like, ah, being pregnant is no fun. So this is why you will all now adopt this method of procreation. And we will just do that from now on. Is that okay with you guys? Uh, all right. So we'll just move forward with it. Like, that's just how, like, like, that's just how the world is working now. And it's so frightening and it's so scary. And that's one of the reasons why, I've been inspired in these past few years to really to, to really focus on developing this podcast and this quote unquote brand, which I hate using that term because it's so co like corporate, you know, like all oh, like developing this brand. It's like it's so corporate. It's kind of disgusting sounding in my opinion. But anyways, uh, developing this platform is a better word, I feel, because we live in a world where we need more pushback. Uh, we need more people uh, basically giving more pushback to ideas that sound like this, you know, because it's so easy for things to go south and for things to just derail completely. And I don't feel like any like that, like not enough people are speaking up. People are just basically accepting whatever is done to them. And and basically, I don't know. I don't know, like maybe it's just me, but oh man, this is so stressful. <laughs> this is so stressful. Oh my God. The argument goes something like this. Pregnancy is not fun. 
It can be exhausting, painful, nauseating, intrusive, inconvenient, and sometimes flat out dangerous for a mother. And there are all kinds of ways it can be suboptimal for a baby. If you're pregnant and you smoke or party or stress too much or catch certain diseases or you simply don't play enough Mozart at your burgoning belly, I don't know what the fuck that is, burgoning belly, you might not be giving your child the best start you can. The article also says prospective mothers may not want to feel weighed down and latched onto by a parasitic organism, a scientifically inaccurate phrase used by militant pro-abortion feminists. What the fuck? Holy crap, dude. Weighed down and latched onto by a parasitic organism, also known as my child my 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 boy my little girl my little boy that's so crazy dude imagine referring to your son or or to your daughter as like yeah this is my second parasitic uh organism that latched onto me and sucked all the life out of me for nine months And, and counting because then you have to raise the kid right so like why so why don't they just create these artificial incubator incubators where they like what like what if that happens like what if like what if this um escalates into like a neo matrix level like what if they they figure this out right like they figure out how to incubate and how to basically uh produce humans without having to rely on the whole pregnancy uh process i guess and they're able to do it in maybe three times the speed and they're able to make uh, stronger babies, smarter babies or whatever it is. But let like what's to say that 10 years from now or 10 years ahead of the time where they're able to accomplish that, they decide, well, what like what use is a baby if you have to still raise it, if you have to still feed it, if you have to, to still protect it, if you have to do all these things that that go into raising a child, why not skip all that? And why not produce humans and then have them be raised up until the age of 21? And then we will infuse using Neuralink, uh, partnership with Neuralink, sponsored by Neuralink, shout out Elon Musk, will program their chip to have the exact ideologies and the exact outlook that we want and need them to have in order to suit this position as a coal miner, as 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 a uh, an accountant at Amazon, for example. Do you do you guys follow what I'm saying? It's like we are inching towards a dystopian future where we're just going to be completely stripped or not us, but like, I also think we will as well because they will find a way to get to us. Uh, they will find ways that we can't counter, uh, like counteract or, or, or we can't predict. Like maybe they put stuff in our water. Even if you're a person who buys a certain specific type of water, maybe they just contaminate all the water in the world. And they infuse it with like nano chips or something like they're going to find a way to get to like all of us, I feel. And but more specifically for like future generations, I feel like this world is just so fucked up, man. 
Um, I've, I've always struggled with the concept of um, whether or not I want to have kids. And the selfish part of me wants to have kids and thinks like, oh, like, you know, like that's like life has no purpose, really. So the purpose that life has is the purpose that we give it. And a lot of people, like most parents, even the ones that hate their kids, quote unquote, uh, they'll say that the best experience that they've ever had was raising a child and like having a kid and that they wouldn't take it back for the world. And so like that's the selfish human part of it. It's like um, I'm going to have this thing and I'm going to bring this consciousness because it alleviates my own and brings ease and peace of mind for myself and gives me an experience that can that in experience from which I can derive meaning from. And yeah, so, so, so if you focus too much on that, like personal kind of selfish reasoning, but, uh, then, then it's an easy, easy, uh, choice to make, you know, like, of course you're going to have a kid, but if you look past that and you look at the world objectively and just how evil it actually is, it's very unmotivating. I feel to want to have a child, but especially with stuff like this, but if you guys want to look it up on YouTube, it's called ecto that's e-c-t-o life uh the world's first artificial womb 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 facility i don't know why the audio keeps cutting off um hopefully this audio isn't complete shit for you guys listening um but i don't know why in my headphones it keeps like cutting off a little bit uh and i think i think that those are the only two that i'm going to be discussing today I also tried to talk to myself a little bit before, excuse me, before sitting down and recording this. Another part of the whole, um, of the whole basically overcoming yourself to commit to something and to actually accomplish something, that whole process requires you to pivot, but pivot forward. And what I mean by that is when I first had the idea of like doing these daily podcasts and these daily mentally gone episodes, I thought to myself, like it would be one hour, right? So I set that expectation high for myself. Like nobody pressed me about it. Like nobody held a gun to my head and said, you have to produce an hour of a podcast every single day. Otherwise you will die. Like no one did that. And I did that to myself though. Because it kills my inner, like it, like it kills my inhibition. It kills my resolve. It kills my motivation at times because it just basically uh, questions my own creativity and my ability to hold a conversation and to hold thoughts with myself for that allotted time. And so where I'm getting with this is it, it's currently at 34 minutes right now. And I think that that's already great, you know? Even if this episode is like, oh my God, dude, this is another reason why I want to do these every single day. Even if the, like nobody listens to this, I think I'm going to still do it because it just helps me practice my speech as a freaking podcaster. And it's that whole like uh, 10,000 hour rule that Malcolm Gladwell talks about in Outliers for you to become like a world-class performer in anything. Uh, if you dedicate 10,000 hours spread across, you know, like a few years, then you will become a world-class level performer in whatever it is that you choose to dedicate that time into. So podcasting is going to be one of those things. 
where I want to dedicate as much time as possible into doing it so that I can become a better speaker. I can become a better articulator of my thoughts and I can become a better person because I'll be able to organize my thoughts better. But speaking of organize my thoughts better, I already lost my train of thought. I don't remember what I was going to say, but uh, <laughs> um, hopefully this is coming off as intimate. Uh, that's what I want to accomplish with this. It's, it's basically like, don't imagine me as like a professional podcaster because I'm not, don't imagine me as anything. Even if you see all the, all the likes, all the views on like different platforms that Mentally Gone is on and, and, and you see my face in videos that have millions of views, don't mistake, like, like I'm telling you right now, I'm just an ordinary guy, um, who, who has, as much, if not more, and I bet more insecurities than most people listening to this. Uh, so I forgot what I was going to say, but my point being, my final point, is that uh, I don't remember what I was saying. Holy crap. Holy crap. Uh, I feel like this episode today was a good mix between uh, random thoughts of my personal life mixed in with random news articles and just conspiracies, a, a little bit of conspiracies sprinkled there. And I think, I think it was good, but I want to kind of also, uh, put like pull my, pull myself away from even thinking about it like that. Because I was like, even starting to think, I was like, if I make this a daily conspiracy theory podcast, I'm sure it would perform amazingly and people would love it and it would you know uh really help expedite i guess the growth of the whole brand and of the whole show but i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do that because that defeats the purpose of what inspired me to even sit down and start this to begin with and it was to just be able to speak freely about anything and everything i want to speak about or anything and everything that's on my mind something that's been bothering me um yeah and just basically, you know, just um, I just want to hang out with you guys. And if you're listening to this right now while you're driving back home from, from <laughs> driving back home from work, if you're at work right now, if you're taking a shit, if you're taking a shower, because I listen to podcasts while doing all of those um, TMI. But uh, just know that I'm right there with you. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. So uh, that's a perfect, perfect uh, thought right there is exactly what I'm trying to convey is, is if you're in the shower, if you're taking a shit, just know that I want you to feel like I'm right there with you, holding your hand through the whole process. You understand what I'm saying? And just, just, just make it intimate. I just want to be intimate with you. That's all I want to do. I just want to be intimate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is a trip. This is a trip. Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Uh, I'm viewing this. I'm teaching myself to view this process as as one of many, as one of like a lifetime's worth of podcasts, of like daily podcasts. So if I view it that way, there are inevitably going to be days, which include today, in my opinion, because I don't think today's episode was that great or even remotely great. It was okay at best but there will be days when uh it's not that great it's not that great because i'm human right and i don't prepare for these uh 
and I'm just trying to like just free ball it. But yeah, so if I, it like if I view it like that, then it just motivates me to just try again tomorrow and eventually, you know, like more than like more than enough episodes will hit that will justify uh you guys sticking around, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, guys, thank you so much. Uh hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I will meet you guys back here tomorrow. Peace out. And don't forget that it's never wrong to be mentally gone.